This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. I am Rachel Turner. And this is Bedtime Drinks. I hope you have found yourself a drink. Uh, this is uh, the 5 to 11s telling the whole story, orienting our kids, if you're not sure. Uh, we were trying something different. It didn't work, which is why I'm late. I'm very sorry. Uh, but uh, we're here. Hurrah! Welcome. Uh, I hope you have had a good Easter break. I don't know about you, but it was weird because it was like you're back home again, but I didn't have to homeschool, which was great, but I still couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> How was your Easter break? Oh, I did see people live. That was very exciting. I sat outside in like three degree weather around a fire. Now everything that I own smells like smoke, but I got to laugh with my friends and that made me really happy. And I went away. I have a hobby, people. I went away for three days to the National Blacksmithing College and did some blacksmithing. Just so you know, it's my second time. I'm building up my hours towards a qualification. It was fun. Um, what did you do? I'd love to hear because you guys are like my extended family. Um, so I hope you had a good Easter. I hope you at least got one lie in. I hope that you, I don't know, treated yourself to popcorn and stared at a wall and got some rest and uh, we're back to it. So uh, today we are talking about, I know it was weird. I couldn't, I'm terrible at titling things. So this was called telling the whole story, which I'm sure sounded very boring, but essentially it's it's about how do we build a foundation for our kids so that all of faith and life and God makes sense to them for a lifetime. It's a pretty big deal, but uh, I just name it badly. And so I wanted to talk about this because I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming. This whole like, how do we teach our kids the theological basis for, you know, everything. And so we we look at our Bibles and it's huge. And so we're thinking, well, that's what the church is for. Or maybe I should do it. And I, it just can feel overwhelming with all the stuff that we feel like we want to, we should teach our kids. And I just wanted to, like I always want to do, just take all the stress off you and make it simple. How can we build a theological foundation? How do we help our kids orient to who God is in the everyday life? And uh, I think it sort of starts like this. For for me, at least, when, when I, I notice and talk to loads of families, what happens sometimes is in our deep desperation to want our kids to know God and love God, we can sometimes want to present or at least start with a the most important thing to us, which is God is love. Boop, we make a little triangle, a little tip of the iceberg, God is love. We just want them to get that. We want them to get it, get it, get it. God loves you. God is love. God is loving and stuff. And then as they get older, uh, depending on whether, you know, whether you were a Christian when they were born or maybe you become a Christian recently and you're like, oh, I want to start teaching them some stuff. Sort of go for God is love. And then and then as they get older, as they get more experienced in it, you may add like God loves us and we love him and it's more than we love other people. Okay, add that in there. Uh, God wants us to be nice to other people. Just checking that's fine. We may then go to Jesus wants to be our forever friend. Maybe we'll start talking about sin. We begin to broaden it out. We start with the thing that's important to us, and then we sort of broaden it out. You know, we start getting to 
you know, and we've got to do some things and holiness and not sinning and thinking right and stuff. And, and as we broaden it out, then we begin to talk about our purpose and that we may have a calling in life. And we broaden it out and start looking at the big sort of unanswerable, crazy questions of the world and the complexity. So by the time they get to 18, you know, we feel like we've sort of given them the breath. The problem with that is that for them then, faith and God constantly is changing. Like at first he just loved us and that's all he wanted. And by the end, we're like in a complex world with needing to evangelize and, you know, and trying to cope with ethical dilemmas, which was not where they started. And so it just constantly changes. And what happens is that life doesn't tend to work like that for our kids. It's not like when, until they're seven, they only need to know God loves them and that's it because their lives are complex. They get bullied. People die. Um, life is complicated and hard. And if they only have God is love and he wants me to be kind to people to grab onto, that can be really tough for a kid. And it can feel like there's always a surprise around the corner for Christianity. And that that isn't what lays a foundation that they can hold on to them. If we say scripture is this and God is the same yesterday, today and forever, except the story I'm telling you is constantly changing. That doesn't really lay for them a foundation to grab onto. And in a world of changes, our kids need something to grab onto. So how do we do this? How do we do this well? Well, uh, what can be really helpful is telling them the whole story straight off the bat. Rather than letting the story develop and grow like a triangle, start by telling them the story from word dot and then let it grow and deepen and build as they go on. You know this from all of the board books that you used to read to them <laughs> as kids. Um, I like using the, the story of Cinderella, you know, like any, any of those tiny board books that you can pull out that tell like a sentence per page and there's six pages and that's the story of Cinderella. You know, Cinderella was sad. The stepmother was mean. Uh, Cinderella wanted to go to a party. The godmother helped her. Hurrah! Uh, she met a prince who, based on no judgment whatsoever besides her looks, <coughs> don't get married on that basis, uh, they got married. Hurrah! And that's the story. Now, is that the story of Cinderella? Technically, it is the story. Is that all the information you could ever give about the story of Cinderella? No, you could have that version or you could have the, you know, how many movies have we had that, that remake the story of Cinderella going deep into the stepmother's backstory and the father's backstory and, and you know, the, the spiritual and emotional story of the mice in the story. You know, you can, you can flesh that story out deep and deep and make it last hours and hours and hours and hours. Or you can read it in six sentences. But it's the same story that goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And for us as people who love God, the story of the gospel, we constantly grow in understanding the depth of it constantly. I'm currently watching The Chosen, which is an amazing television program series of Jesus's life. And I like, I watch an hour of that and then I have to read scripture for hours and then I have to cry about it and then it has to go deeper. And it, it's, ooh, it is, it is wonderful to go deeper and deeper. And that is what life with God is like, is this deepness. But we have to provide it for our kids to be able to hold on to, to anchor into. And so for me, being able to say this is the story of God is really helpful to say it in your way. There's no perfect way of saying it. Well, I'm sure somebody thinks there's a perfect way, but I am not perfect enough to be able to say it perfectly. But I don't have to say it perfectly. I have to say it organically and authentically because I'm the one who has to help my kid find this story in, in their life. Where is God in this? So this is the story that I tell. God is love. 
and we were made to be loved and that's how our id you know come fresh out of the factory the battery that's supposed to be inside of us is that we are know that we are always loved and totally secure in that and people walked away from that people walk away from the way we were made to be and the and the relationships we were meant to have people walked away from that and it broke it broke us it broke the world um but jesus made a way back for us to be close with god again to operate the way we were made to that we get to have that relationship that we could never earn but we get to have because of jesus but that's not the end of the story. Sometimes we just stop there. The end. That's the gospel. Easter. Hurrah. Uh, but that's not the end of the story. That's not the fullness of the good news. Because the good news goes on to say, God right now is active in the world to help people find him again. And to walk alongside me in my in my brokenness and my mistakes. And help me walk holy and pure and right with him and next to him. And he's out there in the world right now weaving stories for people. And the Holy Spirit came to help me transform and to help the world transform. And I get to do it with God. And one day we get to be back with him in his space, in his world, with the people who have known him. And we get to laugh for eternity. And that's going to be amazing. That's the story. That's the story. And we can say it in a way that a two-year-old brain can get it. And we can say it in a way a seven-year-old brain can get it. And we can say it in a way an 18-year-old brain can get it. Because that's the story. It's simple. It's simple. I'm so glad God made me and that no matter what I do, he brings me back and says, do you want to be close to me again? And he says, now what should we do together? And we do it and we'll do it for all eternity. And it's going to be great. That story that you say will be so helpful to your kids because everything anchors into that. Who has gotten a pandemic? Where is, why did grandma die? What is God doing? All of that. Boom. Why do people bully me? All, this, everything can get tied into the story and we grow in the depth of understanding of it. So the first point I would suggest is, is know the story. Now, you may disagree with my six. You may be like, I disagree. You should only have four points or you should have 10 points. I don't know. As long as you know how you want to say it, what words you like using, what analogies you like using to, to work it out. I think often we shy away from it because we're worried about it being the perfect presentation. And don't worry about that because you're you're. I have never sat down. I mean, even as a children's pastor, you know, I've done this like informal teaching, but in organic hanging out with kids and talking, whether it's parenting or hanging out with kids, I have almost never said, right, let's let me pull out my visual charts and let me talk you through the thing. It's about telling the story. It's about saying, oh, I'm so glad about this or or oh, yes, I'm reminded this is what's happening. You know, when I when I meet someone who's so angry that they just spit hate i'm reminded that it's because we were all made to be constantly known that we're loved and to feel secure in that and when we don't then it, it hurts us and people speak out of that hurt and i get that and i love that one day it won't be like that anymore but in the meantime it's my job to bring that love just just orienting everything to that so find how you like telling the story and and how you like phrasing it and and, and what you think and if you feel uncomfortable with that, then that's okay. Figure it out and talk to your friends and talk to God and stare at a wall in the bathtub and think, how would I describe it to my kid in this phase of their lives? Uh, the second thing I would suggest is that you, you don't worry about treating it like a linear story. 
like if I could rip it up accurately, I would, because in some ways it's like block. Sometimes we feel this pressure to like, okay, this is my gospel talk. This is the moment, whether it's with friends or our kids, I now have to shove every bit of the gospel into it and the orientation. I've now got to, got to casually cram in the entire thing in this one moment. And I want to remind you, you don't just have one moment. You have a lifetime. <laughs> Deuteronomy says, talk about it when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. You've got loads of opportunities to do it. So you don't have to sit and constantly shove the entire thing into it. It's treat it like building blocks. What building blocks do you talk about a lot? What building blocks do you not talk about? Often, you know, you may only talk about the first three or you may actually just go for God is love. And one day we get to be with him forever. And we're missing out some building blocks that we haven't talked about in a while. You, you tie together these. You know, why is the world messed up? Well, because of this. And, you know, a kid who's like, I want to be purposeful and change the world. Yes, awesome, because you were made that way. And God invites us into that. And to be able to just, to just pull out those blocks when you need it, to build those constantly up. Windows also really help when you're feeling stuck on framing, when you're like, I don't know what to say. Um, rather than worry about how to present it to your kids, sit back and think, what can I let them see in my life that helps them see how important that story is? So windows help framing when you don't know what to say. Um, there was a time where I was in a church job and it was a really difficult one. And I felt like it was time to, to leave. I felt God was stirring us that we were going to move someplace else. And anytime you tell your kid you're going to move, it's a, it's a tough one. And I remember thinking, how am I going to frame this? Because I don't just want to tell them what's going on. And so there was a moment where I stepped back and I thought, well, where's the story? Where's the story in this? Because my, my whole life comes down to this. And I was able to step back and say, part of what I love doing in life is that God is active in this world and he doesn't just do it without us, but he invites us to come alongside of him and do it with him. And like the joy of my life is helping, helping what God is doing, seeing what he's doing and getting to be a really small part of his really great, enormous transformational plans for people. And I want to follow him wherever he goes. And the people who follow Jesus, um, when Jesus was walking on earth, followed him lots of different places and I feel like God is walking in a direction and he's saying, follow me. And, and I want to do that. I want to be a part of that for the one days and because of everything he put in me. And so that's the Holy Spirit's empowering us to be bold. What do, what do you think? What is God saying to you about it? And we prayed and we stopped. But we were oriented to the story of this because I could say this is what the story looks like in my life. It's, it's that story. Or um, when I got diagnosed with cancer, there's... You know, you think, how do I explain this? And I, you don't just sit down and go, this is the story of the gospel. You step back and you go, okay, I, I was made for relationship. And, and Jesus provides a path that no matter what I'm going through, I get to walk with God in this. And this is a new season of how I'm going to walk with God. And it might be a bumpy one. And it might end up in my one day. I may get to our one day sooner. This thing may kill me. Or this thing may be a story that we get to tell people forever, but no matter what, we're going to walk this journey with God to see how he's transforming me and how he's transforming other people. And I want to be a part of what he's doing in me and everybody else who's going through this. And we can orient to the story. Um, and so treat it like blocks. Talk about these stories in your life.
so that your kids can know this because they will find their stories in this and they will ask questions that you pull back to it so that as our kids get older they will have a story that never changes the gospel never changes and everything in life can be tied to this as they grow in their deep and understanding of it um, but also feel free to wonder together you know it, it, that doesn't mean it's a neat package I love the book God is Stranger by Krish Kandaya. It's a book written for adults, but it's basically like going, this is a weird story in the Bible. I wonder about that. And I love that. I love that. You know, reading it and talking to some kids at my church going, oh, this is a thing I can't figure out. This is so interesting about the Bible and, and being able to wonder together to say, you know, these are, these are the bits of knowledge. What do I know? I know this. These are the bits that, that I'm intrigued about. How does that fit in? And being able to to wonder together in that. Um, I'm aware of the time. Do, if do you have any questions or comments or concerns or ponderings or heresy flags, um, Becky is my colleague and I was trying to get her to figure out how to join so she could talk to you about some resources out there. So Becky, would you mind just posting in the comments because I can't figure it out. Uh, some of the, the books that we've read out there that we feel you know might be good in telling the whole story. But the reason I didn't just say, hey, go find a book and read it to your kids is because just telling them the story is head knowledge, helping them see where the story is in their lives and how it plays out in your life and how life with God works in the story of the gospel is the important, important thing. So if you choose to use a book to help you tell the story, great, but but it's about how we live this story and how we refer to it in the casual conversations in the car and on the way home. That's that's what makes the story come alive to them. It's the windows into where the story impacts and how those, that story answers your questions, things like that. So feel free to use those ones that are Becky you're putting in. I'm going to pray for us and then I'll, I'll answer any questions that pop up um, or any comments or, or advice that you want to give. Please feel free to be community here. So I'll pray for us. And then I'll, I'll have a look and see if there's anything that, um, that I could help with in how we think about it. God, I thank you so much that you have given us this truth that we get to plant our feet on. And whether we are families who love memorizing enormous amounts of scripture or whether we are families who love having beautiful conversations casually while clipping toenails, however our family looks, God, I pray that you would teach us how to weave in talking about your story, how we weave in showing our kids how your story is alive in us, how we can weave in creating opportunities for them to encounter and engage and reflect on where you are in their lives, that they can see themselves as part of the story. They can see the world as part of the story, that we will ground their feet and their hearts in this foundation of truth, that they may always know who you are and where they are within it. So, God, I pray that you would just take us on this journey. Walk us as our parent through wrestling with these ideas that we may speak and guide our kids to root themselves in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, well, I don't see any questions or things popping up, so I will uh, talk to you later. Next month, I think we're talking about uh, how we can help kids who are dyslexic or struggle to read to love the Bible. How do we help kids who struggle with accessing scripture to love scripture? We're going to be looking at that. And then I think the month after that, we're going to be looking at how to help your kids love church again, because we're going back and how do we do that journey? So it'll be a good next couple of months. So we hope to see you there. But in the meantime, be blessed, sleep well. And we'll see you.
Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week, and why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you. Thank you.